Look for the pick and roll of someone to the corner. Now to seven seconds. Here's Ingram. He got the step. Shot blocked by Horford. Here's Rondo. He scores. Oh! What a game. But I'm going to start off, man. Welcome back to Lakers Corner, man. Are y'all not hyped or what, man? What a game. The way it ended, the way it started, you know, everybody on the edge of their seat. The refs missed the the, the goal 10, but it's all good. Rondo saved the day. He returned home. Got the winner against his former team, the team he won a championship with. I can't ask for nothing more. That game was everything. In the first half, I felt like just breaking my TV. And it's an expensive TV, and I don't want to break it. So uh, <laughs> I have to go ahead and just take a step back. Um, but it was, a, it was a great game, man, great game. Um, great team win. You know, trade deadline is now passed. Um, and just a great team, win, especially after a loss to the Indiana Pacers. Um, we, we responded well. Now the players on the team that are still currently on the team because a couple of players did get traded, and I will get into that later. But I want to address the game that not just took place, but took place uh, in the TD Garden. A great game. Great game. Um, Some of the things uh, that we didn't do well against the Pacers, a.k.a. energy, a.k.a. hitting a three, a.k.a. the lack of effort, all of those things we weren't doing against the Pacers. And for a little bit of a little bit of the game in the first half, we weren't doing it either. And we got down by I think we the most we were down by were was eighteen. And we were able to kinda cut that lead to like nine at half. So uh and it, and then we came back and stormed them in the third quarter. What a excellent shooting quarter we had in the third. I think we shot like seventy two percent, which is crazy. Especially for the Lakers. Um, overall, a uh, good game. Uh, some things I might point out is we got to hit free throws. We we got to hire a free throw shooting coach. Listen, we can go. We could spend a billion dollars on the things that we need when it comes to coaching staff because that doesn't count against the cap. So we need to go hire a free throw shooting coach and we need to go hire a shooting coach. We need to get these players ready. If we mean business, then we mean we need to take care of the things that we are lacking in. And those are the two things that I amongst others have noticed we are lacking in and we need to address it now because if we're trying to get into the playoffs, these things are going to bite us in the ass. Now from the free throw line, the Celtics were 20 from 20 from the free throw line. The Lakers shot 18 free throws. You know how many of those we made? Seven. Seven free throws. Seven free throws. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's that's not going to win games. It's not going to win games at all. Seven for 18 from the free throw line. We can't be doing that. We can't be doing that. We shot 39% from the free throw line, 38.9. I just rounded off because it was 38.9. 39% from the free throw line. An NBA team shot 
39% from the free throw line. And we somehow walked out of there with a win. Now, have we made five or six or seven of those, 11 missed free throws? We'd have walked out of here with an eight-point lead, seven-point lead. But it took us to beat them at the buzzer to uh, win the game. Now, that's probably the, the only thing I, I would say bad uh, that we did bad. We didn't come out with energy in the beginning, but, you know, we turned it around. Uh, we didn't shoot as, as good as we did in the second half, but we turned that around from the first half. So, you know, that was a good thing. We only had eight turnovers. We only had eight turnovers in the whole game. That's really good. We we definitely did a good job of managing the ball. Um, we didn't have a lot of dumb turnovers. Um, and on a couple of turnovers, they were just tight windows that we just didn't get the ball through. And I can't get mad at that. I think one was LeBron had uh, uh, was a t- three on two. He tried to split it to the right side for Ingram for the flush, and and it and Jalen Brown just picked it off with his hand. And then another another one I noticed was uh, Rondo through the paint tried to hit LeBron and got tangled in the feet, and they stole that. So um, we did pretty good, um, and I I I, I applaud them because I think I want to say eight turnovers is our season low. That's great. Now, if we can play 12 and under every game, that's going to help us because a lot of the games that we've lost is because we are not thinking. We're we're too robotic when it comes to passing, and uh, and they just read the passing lanes and they take off, and we just make a lot of robotic-type passes, and we need to stop that. So if we can keep – you know, or and maintain the turnovers twelve and under, then that gives us an even better shot. Especially when we're not hitting free throws, we got to keep the turnovers down. I think that's another reason why we pulled out this game and we were able to stay in the game because we didn't turn the ball over. Another thing that we we struggled on, and we still kind of struggle on, is guarding a three. We get sucked in the paint, and we leave the three for the two, and the last time I checked, three is more than two. So we got to stay home. We got to stay home, especially against a, one of the best ball handlers, scoring point guards in our league, and Kyrie Irving. We got to just stay home, and hopefully our, our last of defense, JaVale McGee or whoever's in the back, you know, can at least contest and make it hard for him to make a shot, which is pretty hard because he's one of the greatest finishers in the NBA right now. So, um, shout out to the Lakers on that. You know, we did today. We hit a franchise record, 22-3, man. 22-3s. We were, no, I, I'm sorry, 22-3s. It sounds like I'm saying 23-3s. But, no, 22-3s. We were 22 from 41. That's 53%. We shot 53% from the, from the three-point line. That's excellent. That's That's amazing. That is amazing. That's our that a franchise record, 22 threes. We did a really good shot, job of, of hitting the three ball, you know. The one that, uh, <laughs> the one that I, I was just like, what the, what the fuck, was uh, KCP uh, hit the game tying, I think it was 121 to 124, and KCP, was it that one? Or 
was that? That was the brown one. The one before the brown one, KCP hit one, and I was just like, what the hell are you doing? And he made it, and I shut up. I was just like, okay, let me shut up. <laughs> so, I mean, he hit the three, and, you know, we came back down, and then Brian hit the three after he almost turned the ball over. KCP saved the he saved the ball. KCP saved the ball, and then he dished it to uh, Brian in the corner, and Brian knocked it down. Um, that got us tied. It was a great game. Great green. Oh, my gosh, it was such a great game. I just, like, a way to respond, especially after that blowout that we received at the hands of the Indiana Pacers. This, I'm not saying this is the style because I want to see a little bit more games where we went in by eight, nine, ten points or something like that. But these are the type of games that bring the team together. Games like this where, not saying you need games like this every game where you win in at the buzzer, but you need those tight games that the pendulum swings your way this time. You know, we had one uh, when Braun went out. We played a great game against the, the Sacramento Kings up until like a minute 30 left in the fourth quarter, and we ended up losing that game at the buzzer. Uh, also, due to missed free throws, but, you know, those are the games – that can swing either way, and that time it didn't swing away, but this time it did. But when we did lose to the Kings that game, we we probably lost like three, four straight, and, you know, all hope was lost at first. So, you know, these are the type of games that uh, that can can bring a team together, especially after the trade deadline. You know, a lot of people um, were on the edge of their seat because they didn't know if they were going to get traded, especially with how young our team is. Um we have a lot of uh, of our core are young. So, you know, they never really experienced, you know, trade down on like this, and especially when their names are being mentioned in damn near every trade you think of, mostly for uh, Anthony Davis. So, you know, this is uh, definitely one of those things that we uh, want to take on and, uh, and keep going from there. Man, what a great game. What a great game. Hold on. I got I to gotta sneeze. Forgive me. Sorry. I, I caught the sneezers. Yeah, I call them the sneezers, huh? sneeze attacks, whatever y'all want to call them. But, yeah, I mean, dude, what what a great game, man. I, I mean, I'm still, like, buzzing off of that, man. That was a, a, a key key win, especially on the road trip, man. You know, we got Philly on Sunday. It's just, it, it was a big win for us. We needed that, um, especially heading into Philadelphia on Sunday. Shout out to my Eagles. Yes, I'm an Eagles fan and a Lakers fan. I'm not a Sixers fan, so, you know, we're trying to go in there and get that dub against them. <sighs> Man, great game, great game. So, trade deadline has passed. Our our young core can now relax. Um, I want to talk about one player, uh, specifically uh, Brandon Ingram. He had, uh, uh, offensively, his game wasn't there. He wasn't hitting a shot. He just wasn't getting it going on offense, but, you know, he didn't let that deter him from, you know, doing the other things. And and that's uh that's the one thing that I want people to understand is that, you know, you're not gonna have those nights sometimes and, and you don't want you to be you wanna be you wanna contribute somewhere, somehow, somewhere. And tonight Brandon Ingram did that with his defense. He made it really, really hard on Kyrie Irving to to get his shot off, clogged the lane with his limb, he uh, affected his shot and uh you know, he was a plus 18, a plus 18 out there on the court. Um, he said seven, seven assists, 
He had two steals, a block, you know, and, and Kyrie Irving, you know, he shot six for 21. And if you guys are watching the game, a majority of that time was when Brandon Ingram was on him. So, you know, during the fourth quarter, during that little that little spurt where they were getting bucket after bucket, they started to uh, set that pick on Ingram and get the switch to have Kuzma on Kyrie. And that's when Kyrie kind of got those five to seven points off of that. And, you know, other than that, you know, I Brandon Ingram did good. Now, I'm not saying he, he locked Kyrie down. He made it really, really tough on Kyrie to get the shots that he's used to getting. He made those hard on him, you know. So um, I, kudos to Brandon Ingram. You know, you found a way to affect the game, not just what you're scoring, but what your your length and your defense. Um, and you were able to, you know, distribute the ball, you know. that That's – these are the things that, you know, the young players are going to start to to understand. You know, we had 35 assists tonight, 35 assists. we got to move the ball. The ball can't stay stagnant, you know. We can't force shots. Sometimes you – matter of fact, Brandon Ingram had one of the, the most key shots. I mean, not key shots, but key assists of the game is when he uh, pumped fake from three, stepped in, Brought the defense in, kicked out to Kyle Kuzma, and Kyle Kuzma hit the three to put us up by one to one twenty seven to one twenty six, and then the Boston came down, did the switch to get Kuzma on Kyrie, and Kyrie went to the lane and went off the glass, and we went, they went up one twenty eight, and then we won at the buzzer. Um, the referees missed the the goal ten. Um, Horford, you know, went through the net to block uh, Ingram's shot, and by the rule of the book. Uh, it says that's that's goats in it, so they missed it, but we still got the win. Rondo hit the shot, and we won. <laughs> we won in TD Garden, Boston. Now, as LA fan, uh, LA fans, I should say, because I'm not, I'm only a Laker fan. Uh, but you know, the Rams lost to Boston, the Dodgers lost to Boston, and today we 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 prevailed over the the Boston as a state. <laughs> so it, a good job. Um, to my Lakers for for doing the thing that you know the Rams gonna do and the Dodgers gonna do against the Red Sox. So, uh, <laughs> uh, man, I'm still I'm still buzzing. I'm still but let's go ahead and run it back. Let's let's go ahead and hear the the the, the play of the game. Look for the pick and roll as someone to the corner. Out of seven seconds. Here's Ingram. He got the step. Shot blocked by Horford. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> man, 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 man. That, that was, man, that was great. That was a great call. Um, you can tell Chris Weber turned into the fan uh, yelling. You know, it kind of reminded me of the Kevin Hart skit when he was like, oh, he said she ain't got no nipples. Oh, he, he just, oh, man, what? <laughs> What a, a a game, man! That was amazing. Uh, that was man. I th- that was up there. That definitely topped the the Tyson Chandler block at the end to win the game. Um, damn, that was that was up there. That was the top one. That was uh, one of our biggest wins of the season, uh, especially at the the low point that we were at, especially losing to the Pacers by 42 points, which was ridiculous. Uh, we could only hit four threes, then we turn around. 
past trade deadline, and then we beat the the Celtics, and we hit a franchise record twenty two threes, and we shot fifty percent from there. Um, now let's get into trade deadline now that we've passed it. Um, I know it's been affecting the youngs. Um, they they of course they they handle it gracefully. Uh, when talking to the media, they they ne- uh they let them know like oh you know it's not affecting me blah blah blah. Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma. Nobody heard from Lonzo Ball, but we we heard from him as soon as <laughs> trade deadline was over. He wanted to go ahead and make sure people knew that uh, he didn't get traded. So uh, um, let's try to get well, Lonzo Ball. Uh, let's focus on that, and and hopefully you're shooting some free throws while you're or you're not playing with us because uh, you're shooting almost thirty two percent from the free throw line. So you need to be working on that instead of working on worrying about what's happening with trade deadline. So. Trade deadline has passed. The Lakers made a couple of moves. A lot of mixed feelings in the room. Um, and when I say room, I mean as Lakers fans as a whole, a lot of mixed feelings. Uh, I, I kind of checked the post through Twitter, uh, through a couple of Laker groups that I'm in. Um, and, you know, a lot of mixed feelings. Um, and we're going to break down each one. Um As mentioned in the last podcast, you know, the Lakers traded for uh, Reggie Bullock from Detroit Pistons. A great, uh, not a great, he's a a pretty good uh, catch and shoot. And he can kind of put the ball on the floor. And he's, you know, he can can go to the rim and and do some things too. But, you know, we mostly got him for the catch and shoot. He's uh, shooting 38% from the three-point line this year on 6.2, 6.3 shots a game from there. Um, that's something that we needed. Uh, when we went, came in from the offseason, the offseason, you know, they addressed, you know, they wanted to do something different. They wanted to put surround Brian with playmakers so Brian can play off ball and Brian can play in the post. And those things didn't work. And, you know, we might be looking at trade deadline a little bit differently had Brian hadn't got injured, but now, you know, we have to focus on what's going to work. And, you know, one of the things that we couldn't do other than shoot free throws, we can't just hire people that can, we can't just find people that's going to hit free throws. And that's it, you know, was our shooting from three, specifically from three. We're down in the bottom. And, you know, that's something that Rob Palinka, Magic Johnson, and, uh, you know, and Luke Walton kind of sat down before the end of trade deadline to kind of to – assure that we can get some shooters in here um now the first deal that they did were uh they trade uh Shviv Mikhailuk and a second round pick to the Detroit Pistons for Reggie Bullock now good deal like I said Reggie's good and you know Shvi the thing about Shvi is he he is going to be a good shooter in this league but we just didn't have the time to have him develop into that you know we needed to get somebody that can do it now as opposed to maybe a year or two down the line um so you know we we got rid of him and brought reggie in and hopefully reggie can fill that not void because she wasn't really doing much for us but he can fill the hole that we were missing in a catch and shoot type of guy um kcp uh he's had a lot of inconsistent games um, and mental lapses. And, you know, hopefully Reggie could kind of feel it when, you know, KCP's not hitting, 
you know, Reggie can come in, you know, do his thing. And it also gives us more height, you know, and length. Uh, he's about six eight, six nine, and he's long. So, you know, that gives us more length to where we can play more small ball. Um, so that's the first deal. The second deal, I think that's where a lot of people had the, what the fuck were you doing, Rob and Magic? Mainly Magic because Magic is always going to be the center point of every deal that happens with the Lakers just because it's Magic. So uh, it hurts, but, uh, you know, Lakers uh, traded Ivaka Zubak um, and Michael Beasley to the Clippers for uh, Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala is a stretch big, uh, can shoot the three ball, um, is a pretty solid defender off the pick and roll, um, and can block some shots. So, you know, we got a stretch big, another shooter, something that we were looking at. Um, we already had a lot of pick and dive type of uh, big man and Tyson Chandler and JaVale McGee. We kind of wanted to mix it up with um, having Mike Muscala kind of pick and pop and stretch the floor, you know, and give us more space and Brian more space to operate, especially Rondo as well. So, you know, we got Mike Muscala. You know, hopefully, you know, they both are active and ready to go on Sunday because we are going to need it. We're going to need to be able to keep uh, – Joel and Bede out the paint and just keep them on their feet. So, uh, and hopefully Bron doesn't flake and, and not play because uh, he did that against the Warriors. And, uh, we we could have used them. So, uh, we we got two shooters. We addressed some of the needs we needed. Um, and now the second part of the season is about to begin after the after the uh, All Star break. So. You know, we got we got two shooters. They're ready to go. Um, watching Zubak leave, uh, the thing I will say is that he was a promising prospect. Um, and he was young. He was 21. He was young. Uh, and the only thing, the one thing that people are failing to notice is that that opened up another roster spot. And with a lot of teams buying out players, that gives us a leverage to get somebody and address a need that we do need. And it's shooting. Um, it can be a, a, another center, and we can always use Mike Muscala as a stretch four. Um, it gives us a lot of options. We can bring Melo in. You know, it gives us options right now. So that right now we're playing the waiting game, and we're trying to see what happens on the buyout market. Now, now trade downline is over. Now the buyout market starts. You know, we got Wayne Ellington and it's Cantor. Uh, Mello's on there. On the, uh, Mello's still out there, you know. And, you know, Wesley Matthew just signed with the Pacers because they needed to fill that void that Oladipo has uh, left. And, you know, so the Lakers are still looking for that one little piece that might just put us over the hump and hopefully get us into the playoffs. Because if we get into the playoffs and we're clicking on all cylinders, we're going to be a deadly team, straight up. We're going to be a deadly team. I don't think nobody want to see us in a seven-game series. I mean, not nobody, but I don't think anybody other than the Golden State Warriors would want to see us in a seven-game series. Straight up. We got Bron. Let's go. We got Rondo. Playoff Rondo is a different Rondo. Straight up. Rondo can do a lot of things, and when a playoff starts, he just turns it up one more notch. One more notch. That's what he does, you know. Um, 
the the one deal that a lot of people wanted to see is is you know Anthony Davis. Let's be real, guys. That shit wasn't happening. <laughs> they wasn't about to do it. Think about it. When we wanted to get when PG said he wanted to be a Laker, what happened? The Pacers wanted to act like you know they wanted the whole house. When in turn after the the he got traded, it was he was never gonna get traded to the Lakers, not at all. They wanted to claim, oh, we just wanted this, the second pick in the draft and in, in Ingram, which wasn't true, you know. So that happened. Then the Kawhi incident, and he said, oh, Lakers are my top destination. Pop came out and said, well, we're not trading you there. They ended up trading him to Toronto, to the East. So Dale Demps, who was a branch off the Spurs system, and 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 Greg Popovich. Of course, Greg Popovich called and was like, "Hey, don't buy into the Lakers. You know, don't, 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 don't lay over and let them just take them." And, you know, so they didn't ended up trading. Everybody's like, "We got bamboozled." But I'm opposed to theory. I'm opposed to theory just off of the two that I just mentioned, the two people that wanted to get traded to the Lakers that didn't end up getting traded to the Lakers. Now, would you you would you have been mad if the Lakers? didn't offer every single asset that they had knowing knowing that the Pelicans wasn't going to trade Anthony Davis to us before the deadline? Would you rather have known that than, oh, the Lakers, if they had just offered all three Youngs and two first-round picks, they would have got the deal done? What, how would you have felt if that had happened? And that's how people felt when the PG-13 – or the Kawhi Leonard deals didn't go through, and rumors circulated that, oh, if the Lakers had to just offer this pick and one more asset, the deal would have got done. They played the media. That's what they did. Another NBA player who's linked to the Lakers came out, rumor, put it, not came out, but put the, the rumors out that he wanted to sign, he wants to be with the Lakers. So what did they do? They went ahead and, and said, hey, we'll give you the whole house. Here you go. Take the whole house, and hopefully, you know, you give us some. Knowing that they wasn't going to trade them to the Lakers, but now we can be at ease knowing that the Lakers did offer, hypothetically, did offer everybody for Anthony Davis, even though the Pelicans weren't going to trade him to us. Anthony Davis is... I want to say a once-in-a-generation type of player. You know, you don't come around a lot of Anthony Davises, you know. And the things that he can do on the court is is unbelievable. He's uh, one of the elite two-way players out. And he causes havoc. He's one of those unguardable type of players, and you don't have too many of those in the NBA. So, um, yeah, we would love to get him, and we still have a chance, but – we didn't get him before a trade deadline, so you know now we have to focus our attention to the summer. But right now, it's time to lock back in and make the playoffs, and then go from there. So, uh, you never know. You never know. You know the things that everybody keeps saying is that the Boston has a better package, but do they? Do they really? Because if we're looking at stats, a lot of the Laker players are averaging more or doing more. It's just that you know. They want to preach that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier have the, the playoff experience, you know, and that's that's what's kind of pushing them above. But 
if you're looking at the stats, they're damn near identical with Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma averaging more than Jason Tatum, who is their star possession and asset that would be included in a deal, a hypothetical deal for uh, Anthony Davis. So, uh, fuck Boston. <laughs> but, nah, uh, we are – we were – we will go into the summer and and explore that, but we're not gonna we're gonna take somebody out. I'm pretty sure that they're probably gonna take Brandon Ingram out of the deal, just because now it becomes a one year rental. And if we can't get him, and if he goes to a team that he doesn't want to play for, now we're re- we're looking at a, another trade deadline fiasco of maybe the Youngs leaving and getting it. You know, so it just depends on what the summer gives us if we end up signing if we pull Kyrie from the the Celtics you know since they've been linked he's been linked to signing with the Lakers or the Knicks you can definitely see Anthony Davis deal getting done um in the summer or most likely you know around trade deadline um so um what a win the Lakers did the damn thing um and, and it was an important win because right now we're sitting a half game back behind the Sacramento Kings, who are in a ninth spot, and we're a game and a half behind the you know, the Clippers. Now the Clippers kind of just sold the house. They gave they s- traded away Tobias Harris to the Clippers. I mean to the Sixers, and they're pretty much going for you know going for g- g- gold in the summer. They're they're trying to sign two max players, so. In order to do that, they had to kind of just sell the farm. They they cut Mar- Martin Gortat, Marcin Gortat, and you know they're now they're just you know they're tanking. They're in tank mode. They really not looking to make the playoffs just to get swept by the the Warriors. They're in tank mode. So um, that gives us an opportunity. That gives us a window to to kind of go on a little six to seven game win streak. And, and get into that eighth spot, seven spot, six spot, because we're only about two and a half games back of the Spurs, who just lost tonight to the the Portland Trailblazers. And then also Utah. Utah's in seventh, and um, the Spurs play Utah. So um, we we want to root for this, these teams. You know, we want to root for the Spurs to beat Utah. Or, you know, it does – as long as it gives us an opportunity to catch these teams in the standings, because right now with, with Bron missing the 17 games, you know, it put us in a, a bind, you know, now we got to win these games. You know, a lot of these games we can't take for granted. We can't say, Oh, you know, see us in February type shit. No, that, that can't happen anymore. We can't do that. We are not at, we don't have that type of time to, to be letting these type of games go. You know, we can't have bad games. That's why I was so upset over the Indiana Pacer game because, you know, we just had a lackluster effort. We didn't have effort, you know. We just had a lackluster outing, and and that's what we can't have. You know, now that the trade deadline's over, um, we hopefully we can get Reggie and, and Mike caught up on a system. We don't really run a system. We just need some, some guys to spot up and shoot and come off some picks and shoot. And, and you know, we just got to get, get it going. Um, but – uh, what a win! Um, we'll we'll chat again on Sunday. Make sure y'all y'all follow me on Instagram and following the Lakers Corner on Instagram is at Lakers Corner Corner with a K. Uh, Lakers Corner, 
And then um, follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. It's uh, Coop's World Official. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll keep you guys locked in on, you know, all the things Lakers. And we're going to talk some basketball, man. That's what we're here to do is talk Lakers basketball. Lakers all day. So y'all have a good one. Y'all have a blessed one. And I look forward to bringing some more Lakers talk. Peace. running on diesel, dog. Playing with my name, shit is lethal, dog. Who you see? What? Don Corleone. Trust me, at the top, it isn't lonely.